Oh man, back at it again on this beautiful Friday. Um, so I started watching um, a couple of videos on YouTube just about the differences between men and men and women and things like that. And uh, been seeing a lot of the stuff going on in the news and things like that. Figured I'd talk about it. Um, well, let's get this out of the way. Men and women are different biologically, psychologically, the works. Uh, when it comes to relationships, just, you know, speaking from my own personal experience and from the experience of others, um, I uh, found that men want different things in a relationship and women want different things in a relationship, um, especially when it comes to, you know, relationships and marriage and things like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, they say a wise man doesn't just learn from his mistakes, he learns from mistakes of others around him. And um, <clears throat> you notice this in marriage. You notice this sort of 50% divorce rate, this, you know, this sort of, um, you know, this, this breakdown, honestly, this societal breakdown of everything that we see around us. Um, and, you know, it's because there's not much of a foundation behind a lot of what we do. Um, there's not much of a, you know, coherent philosophy, you know? Um, we've had the rise of feminism for the past few decades, and recently we're now having the, what I call, what I sometimes call the male version of that, where it's, um, you know, MGTOW, men going their own way, just kind of wanting to, well, I call it a bump and dump, I'm not sure what y'all call it, um, basically trying to go out, you know, quote-unquote, be free in their sexuality, and remain uncommitted, you know, it's the, everything 90s movies talked about, you know, the whole fear of commitment thing and everything. So, where we've ended up now is one where, you know, men and women, they have these urges. They have, you know, urges to, you know, seek mates, you know, to seek mates, continue their, their way, continue their, you know, lineage. And, um, you know, like I talk about often, the modern world takes whatever we have and kind of twists it around takes our natural instincts and perverts them to an unhealthy degree. Um, and what I've noticed is that, you know, we have that whole thing where guys are still expecting to go out there and, you know, basically chase skirts and where women are, you know, used to be women would be the ones settling down, but now it's become to the point where, you know, cheating basically happens on an almost parallel level with men and women in different relationships. And I noticed that, you know, there's a lot of tragedy just, just going on, um, you know, and look, if you're listening to this and you've already found somebody that you love, somebody you're going to marry, you know, congratulations, I'm genuinely happy for you, but what I'm talking about is the ones that haven't, or the ones that aren't, or the ones that have, you know, given up, either males or females, um, and there's a lot of that going around. And the one thing I've learned above all else is that um, Nietzsche was right about one thing. I, uh, I was reading this article um, where a friend of mine uh, used a Nietzsche quote from uh, The Scratches Out Their Ostra. And to paraphrase very briefly, he talked about, um, you know, you say you want... Um, a child, but are you, are you worthy? Are you worth it? Are you, you know, are you 
worthy of bringing a child into this world. And that's something that a lot of us don't really ask ourselves, you know? Um, what are we doing? What example are we going to set for our future kids? Um, and then you have the people out there that, you know, they claim they don't even want to have kids. Um, I mean, that to me always makes me sad. Because I know for a fact, eventually I'd love to have a family. But, you know, here we are. We are so frightened about what we see around us. We're so frightened of, of heartbreak, of rejection, of um, everything in between that we, you know, we don't want to get, you know, married. We don't want to have kids. We just want to remain in this state of permanent adolescence, you know, until we hit the wall, you know, in our middle ages, and then we find out that, you know, we don't know what we want anymore. And so here we are, you know. Going back to what Nietzsche said, it parallels um, parallels a few things that I've pieced together. One of the things I've pieced together is that, you know, love and relationships and even getting laid, it's all secondary. <clears throat> when I say it's all secondary, I mean it's a side effect. It's a bonus. It's a... Uh, it's a uh, secondary effect to what you're already doing, you know? If you're out there, if you're, let's use guys for example, if you're out there, you're pursuing what you love, you're doing what you love, and you're doing it for you because it's something you like to do, you're gonna, you know, eventually get a lot of attention, including from women. You know, if you do things just to impress the females, sure you'll impress them now, but that interest is as short as our attention span nowadays. And what we'll end up is just something that, you know, you keep doing things for women, you keep doing things because you want to please or impress this external force outside of you one way or the other. And it's never, it's never going to end properly. Where would that end? So I think where we've ended up now is something where it's... We are trying to please always something external instead of pleasing something within us, you know? I remember, um, you know, back in my party days when I was like 19, 20, I um, made this phrase. Me and my buddies, we went out and, you know, we had a 50-50 rejection rate, you know? And I called it that because even the most, you know, quote-unquote Chad guy, even the guy who's got, you know you know, who could throw a stack of hundreds and buy out, you know, buy shots for everybody at the bar. 50% at best is the level of attraction rate you'll have. Um, for the other 50% of the time, you're going to get rejected. If anything, that is what kind of separated, you know, the, the guys who kept pushing and going, like me, um, versus the ones who, you know, give up. And I can't tell you how often I kind of pulled my friends together you know, kept saying, keep going, keep going, um, till the end of the night, and, uh, you know, finally, at one point, it was a pretty bad night, and, uh, I just created this phrase, I'm like, look, if they don't want us, we don't need them, and it's ironically something I've referred back to over and over again, and not just for, you know, love or chasing tail, but, you know, a lot of other things in life, you know, why go where you're not welcome, why stick around something that is useless to you and so I've learned more and more 
that sex and money are simultaneous in the sense that they're secondary effects, that they're, you know, bonuses to what you do. If you do what you love, sex and money will come. But if you chase sex or if you chase money, it'll be like trying to grab smoke, you know? It'll be like trying to grab the smoke from out of the air. You'll never get it. You'll never get it and it'll just fade away, you know? Or it'll be in the uh, Greek, like in the Greek myth of Tantalus, where as punishment he was put waist deep in water. Whenever he tried to drink the water, it went, you know, it dried. And then whenever he tried to reach for grapes on just beyond his hand, it would always pull back. So that would be what chasing sex and money really is. If anything, that would be what chasing most societal expectations are, you know people decide to become lawyers because they want to make money and sure they say they want to help people and maybe some do but most of them honestly they think it makes them a hundred thousand dollars you know a year you know flat out and then you end up with people that are one you know unhappy because they never knew what they were walking into and two you get oversaturated that same industry gets oversaturated to the point where you know sure there are still lawyers out there but You know, there's more lawyers than there is law offices and law positions to fill, you know. An oversaturation of anything is sickening. (laughs) So that's the thing I've learned more and more when it comes to love and relationships, you know. If you get rejected, okay, roll that off your back. Keep going. The bigger question in your own life is what do you want to do? What do you love? What do you want to see, you know? If you want to see those things, if you love those things, why? What's inside that's driving you to do that thing, to see that place, to, you know, take on that career, to journey forth across there? I was watching this uh, YouTube video. And, um, I mean, as a side note, if if I seem like I'm jumping around from topic to topic, it's because I think everything is roughly interconnected. I think the way you treat... Um, love is the way you'll treat your career, which is the way you'll treat your life, which is the way you'll treat anything else, you know? And everything else is just a side effect of what's inside of you, you know? It's like you hear about, you know, women who stay in abusive relationships, you know? And they always talk about how they always feel like they don't deserve better. And it's a very toxic mentality to have, but you see a lot of that happening again and again and again. And so, that's something that's wrong inside of them, inside of themselves. That's something that they themselves have to fix. And so what I've noticed is, um... What I've noticed is that it's, you know... Become more fractured and polarized. It's become more difficult to, you know, have kind of the old ways to have... Hell, hell to have a stable functioning society, you know? And in your own way, you're standing among the ruins, you know? You're cobbling together whatever used to work before but no longer does anymore. And you're trying to find a way to keep on with those same natural urges to, to appropriate, to have a family, to push your legacy down the line. But again, that same Nietzschean question is, are you worth worthy? Are you worth it? Are you the best example you can possibly be? And I remember that was one of my goals for a little while. Um, It still is. To walk around, to be the best example of that which I value, of that which I preach. You know? 
and to this day it still is on some level but I think the interpretation of that question for me has changed but at least that phrase still remains if they don't want you you don't need them um, you go out someone rejects you okay at least they didn't waste your time you know they weren't worth it in the first place then if they wanted to reject you and as egocentric as that sounds on the surface it's actually the most wholesome confident thing you can say about yourself because ironically we have a problem of either overconfidence or underconfidence and there's not really much of a third way in that sense you know you've got the overconfident people who are confident and quite frankly don't deserve to be you know it's that old Shaw quote about how the intelligent are so full of doubt whereas the idiots are just you know cocky all the time I hate to say it but that's never changed if anything it's, it's amplified today so I think that's really where we've ended up now nowadays whatever the worst aspects of society were already there have gotten amplified and the best are being muted day in day out again and again So what's your average guy, average girl to do? Well, for one, turn off the TV. <laughs> That's number one. Two, reduce as much news watching or following as possible. That's a huge thing. Number three, reduce your social media for the same reasons that you reduce, you know, that you reduce the news watching, news following, TV watching, because all of that is media. It is designed to, it is a program, and it is designed to push you in the direction that some corporate, elitist, you know, globalist wants to push you. And let's be honest, if society wants a society of non-stop consumers, non-stop consumption, conspicuous consumption, you're going to program things to where chasing tail and chasing the next Maserati or, you know... Lamborghini. That's what that's what society wants from you. That's what the elite wants from you. Now I'm not saying it's bad to have those cars, but I'm saying that don't do it for the wrong reasons, you know? Don't do it just to show out, you know, don't do it just to impress your neighborhood or your ex girlfriend or your family. Do it for you. You know? Strangely enough that was by some advice my mom gave me when I was talking to her about going back to school for psychology and she said you know don't do this for anybody else don't even do this for me and you know her and I butted heads about college for you know a couple of years now um, you know I see it as a scam didn't want to go back and she was like no finish it and then you know work your life out then and so I talked about going back to her I'm like you know I'd rather go back for this and she said you know after some explaining, she said, don't do this for anybody else or to prove something to anybody else, not even to, to me. Um, do it for yourself. And I think that's the core of this lesson, you know. And now on to the political side of these things. With the political side of these things, um, to summarize everything that's going on very, very briefly... Um, given I don't always watch the news, but long story short, there's a lot of allegations, if we can call them that. Um, apparently some mischief happened 30, 
odd years ago, which was a strangely long amount of time to hold on to that kind of memory. But, you know, that's if you, uh, that's if you're, uh, fair enough to believe the, uh, the narrative there. The reality is it's a setup. It's a complete and utter setup, but that'll be, that's my opinion, and you can develop your own. But I can see it as a microcosm, or macrocosm. Yeah, macrocosm, given it's the bigger, slightly bigger issue now, um, of what exactly that men and women are at odds with each other now, you know, in, in, in its own strange, twisted way. And again, it's a setup. But think about it like this. We've gone from where, you know, a society where, you know, men could grab ass and do whatever they want, um, and nothing could really get done, to now we've swung the pendulum too far to the other way, where even the slightest sniff of a uh, sexual harassment accusation can ruin a man's career. And it's become a political club, um, just like the medical field, just like the media, just like a lot of other things, you know? In an age where you can edit photographs and, uh, you know, edit photographs, cut out somebody's audio, even doctor a video, if you're NBC, um, there's not much truth going around today. There's, and it's all done for this agenda. It's all done for a purpose. And everything that you're seeing on the news, everything that is getting pushed relentlessly, is the very thing that you should take with a pillar of salt. And I'm not saying that because of the veracity of any claims or the non-veracity of any claims. I'm saying it because, you know, why would these big corporate media, corporate-backed media giants care about that specific issue? And why are they pressing on that specific narrative so badly? And that's a question you should ask, period, regardless of politics. Put aside the politics for a brief moment, and that's a question you should honestly ask, you know? You should check the context of everything you see and read and hear and do. Otherwise, you're a sheep being led by a shepherd. And where do uh, shepherds lead sheep? Usually to the slaughter. Either you're getting your hair sheared or your throat sheared if you're a sheep. So, there we have it. Going back to the crew of it all, though. The traditional gender roles are being subverted and corrupted and destroyed day by day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. And the one thing that nature and power and everything else abhors is a vacuum. You cannot yank out the carpet from under societal roles, societal regulations, and not have anything to replace it with. Because something else will pop up to replace it with. The traditional roles for women were yanked out, you know, the traditional roles of, of wife and mother and homemaker and on and on, were yanked out and replaced with feminism. And now the traditional roles for being men are attempting to be yanked out, attempting to be chiseled away at, attempting to be, you know, have acid thrown on them. And, uh, What's going to replace it is something difficult, you know? Because men and women are complementary. But in attempting to pull women up, so to speak, certain elements of our current society, of the modern world, decided to, decided to bring down um, 
bring down men, you know, and in this sort of Harrison Bergeron style, and by the way, read that book, Harrison Bergeron by Kurt Vonnegut, and you'll understand a good chunk of um, where we are now in society, but in attempting to bring a certain segment of the population up, you've cut out the legs out from the other segment of the population, and the beautiful thing about society and family and tribe and every great civilization on back to the ancients is that men and women need each other. Men and women need to complement each other completely and wholly, you know? Why do you think the Chinese created yin and yang? Why do you think they called one part of one side of that equation masculine energy and the other side feminine energy? One was dark, one was light, one was um, the sun, one was the moon, you know? Even pull back a little bit further toward the western uh, ancient west. You have always had a sky god or a sun god and an earth goddess, you know? Olympic and Chthonic. You know, the sky and the earth. And it's always meshed together in one way or another. Not in this dichotomy or duality or anything of that sort, but rather this sort of complementary flow. That's the best way I could put it. That's the best way you can go about things. If you're a man, you must find a woman that is complementary to yourself, and you must complement her in turn. You know, if you're a man, you must pursue the values of justice, of strength, of courage, of honor. You know, you must develop a very strong code and live by it as much as possible. Actually, no, live by that completely. Because the best way to see if values and um, philosophy and a mindset are for you is to live by them. Women... Women, women, there's only so much I can say to you on this podcast, and there's only so much I can say to you, period. But the reality is, don't let society browbeat you that being a wife and a mother is somehow a bad thing. If you want to be, to care for children, if you want to be provided for by a man who goes out and is a breadwinner, congratulations. All of that is normal. All of that should be normal. And even in societies where they had men and women on a more equal footing, so to speak. Sparta is my favorite example and the prime example. Um, Women had the same education as men, the same weapons training as men, the same food as men, the same nutrition as men, and as a bonus, they got married in their early 20s. And if that doesn't sound like a big deal, keep in mind that the average um, marriage in ancient Greece and in the rest of the world, and even today in some countries, started at roughly around 13 years old. That was when women would get married, and they would get married to significantly older men. You know, we, we laugh at the, the, you know, Mormon fundamentalists for doing that now, but in reality, that was how a lot of ancient society was. And my love for ancient society does not blind me to the fact that not all traditions can be replicated today. Nor should they be. But even then, in Sparta, which as much as I despise this word nowadays, was a very progressive society for its time. Even in progressive Sparta, the women's place was still at the hearth, was still at the home, was still raising the next generation of Spartan warriors. And men, you were expected to match or be better than the Spartan warriors you'd look up to. You you notice that there's nowadays a lot of resentment against people that are rich, people that are strong, people that are, you know, somehow, quote-unquote, better than you, even if they're of a different race. 
And you notice that's all come about mainly thanks to modernity. And granted, that strain has always existed to some degree or another, you know. To go back to Sparta and 300 again, look at that example of, um, I forgot the name of that crippled guy who betrayed the Spartans, but, you know, same principle. There has always been that element of a weaker person, you know, resenting the strong, betraying the strong, trying to bring down the strong to their level in one form or another. And that's not just about physical strength, it's about mental strength, you know. Because look at nowadays, you have men with muscles the size of a tree, and yet the slightest mental pressure and they crack. And then you have the other way around, where you have guys who don't look like much, and yet they'll survive damn near anything you throw at them. Reality is, for men, and in this case women as well, needs to be the ideal of strength for both genders. Uh, mastery for both genders if you are a you know a woman know what herbs to use no medicals no medical um, no medical treatments know um, what each animal is and what it does in their patterns know um, the best way to soothe the colicky baby you know I'm just throwing examples out there um, granted everybody's gonna be different interpret it differently but you know mastery is knowledge and mastery is both knowledge and the application of it, and that applies to both genders. Um, strength, you know, when women women are better when they are stronger. And I don't mean the, you know, the, the jacked-up bodybuilder on steroids. That's not being stronger for women. I mean actual strength, going out, learning to lift weights, learning to, you know, exercise and things like that. same thing with men you know men and women have both fucked up it's not exclusive to one gender and that's another thing I need to really push out there it's not solely one gender women are the way that they are nowadays with feminism with uh, this sort of laissez-faire la-di-da lifestyle because men have failed to step up men have failed to step up because a variety of reasons that'll probably be my next episode um variety of reasons modernity um suffrage universal suffrage um you know chemicals in the water and in the food especially more recently um unfortunately the large dying off of a good chunk of the male population in uh two very bloody world wars and uh the development and spread of uh of communism as a uh, as an actual philosophy you know, it did get invented in 1917, but the effects of the spread of communism, the common turn, only amplified roughly around the 60s and 70s. And that was when you notice around the same time, kind of feminism started taking more root. We started teaching certain things at different universities, Kent State, on and on and on. There's a breakdown in society that we're still seeing the effects of more and more nowadays. Thanks to the internet, that's amplified. But the beauty of the internet is that it's information, you know. It's hard to get a handle on the double-edged sword that is the internet, but where there is also, you know, trash and garbage and, you know, sites designed to make you weak and fallible, um, there's also knowledge, esoteric knowledge, knowledge of how to be stronger, knowledge of how to master your own mind. If anything, I think that's part of why I'm delving into psychology, you know. 
Jordan B. Peterson's been a huge influence on me, um, and he's helped me write the ship. There's a uh, group out there that's definitely influenced me as well. Um, they're called Operation Werewolf. If you're a man and you're looking for something to give you a boot in your ass and you know help you get back up, you do a lot worse than those guys. I, I highly recommend OPW. If you're looking for more of the intellectual side of things, Peterson, all day. And if men can rise up and grow stronger, then women will be pulled right along with them. If um, you learn to do what you love and keep at it and keep at it and make that a single-minded goal of yours, you'll get money, you'll get love, you'll get sex, you'll get accolades, you'll get honor and glory, you'll get everything. But you have to take that first step. I'll be around.